all about inspiring strides in life, business, and beyond. And you have, um, you've already had a lot of different careers. You've been an entrepreneur. You're a perpetual learner. And I would just love to hear a little bit about your story and hear the encouragement that you have for people that are just trying to do the, I hate to use the phrase hustle, but really trying to spin all the plates and sometimes understanding that they're not always going to stay spinning and that's okay. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Um, so uh, yeah, I, I don't love the word hustle either, but honestly, I do see that as kind of part of my mentality and who <laughs> I am. Um, I do believe in uh, stopping only for reflection, uh, not uh, self-pitying, nothing else. Yes for reflection because we need to stop to let the you know the information of our experience settle down a little bit so we can draw our learnings but otherwise continue kind of moving um i, I wouldn't say that i had several careers i had a pretty common thread uh, in engineering and then engineering leadership um but i have changed industries quite a bit i changed countries <laughs> quite a bit which means that i got to change cultures quite a bit um, and I am just in the beginning of my um, coaching business. Uh, we will see where it gets to. It's, it just started and I already have like so many learnings and I already feel like, oh, those were a series of decisions I've made without knowing how to make them better. So I guess I will just have to iterate on this. Um, but uh, yeah, where, where should I start? <laughs> I mean, first of all, moving around is a big deal. That is to me, one of the hardest things going into a territory where you don't know the language, you don't know the customs, building relationships in yeah. all of that can be scary. How did you get tossed into all that? What made you want to move into that space? Uh, so, yeah, my first move was from Romania to Sweden. And I'll be perfectly honest, I moved because I was in love. <laughs> and I had a long distance relationship for one year with my partner at the time. And we kind of concluded that we, we are ready to be in the same country. And it was either Romania or Sweden. And to me, it just made no sense to continue in Romania. I was an engineer and I figured I can be an engineer anywhere. Mm -hmm. It was not like a heavy debate. It just didn't, I didn't feel particularly attached to Romania. My experience in Romania, working in, as a woman in tech in Romania was not great, I guess. So um, I moved to Sweden and when I did, of course, I had the support of my partner, which makes a huge difference. Honestly, it's one thing to move alone in a new to, to a new country. It's a completely different story to have immediate support in a partner or a job or anything like that. Of course, I did not have the job, but I did have kind of a very strict plan. Um, before moving, I timed my move with the start of a program, a very intensive program. It's for uh, in it was called Sphinx, studying Swedish for uh, engineers. And I basically studied Swedish eight hours per day, every day for like four months. And then I went to this like uh, job market. It's like a job fair where I think it was like a lot of merchandise as well. So a lot of people were going for the merchandise. I just uh, went there to get a job. <laughs> so I prepped like a little speech uh, in Swedish that I prepped, like I wrote before and I said it out loud at home a lot of times so it would just come it would be like on um, automatic pilot when mm -hmm. I got to the job there I had like all the companies who were present there listed out in order of priority and like color coded with questions relevant for each of them and like openings that I saw on their site and like, like I just did my homework and I was like I'm not 
leaving this place until I get a job. <laughs> so I was running around with like printed CVs and uh, in Europe, there are CVs in the US, apparently we use resumes. Um, and I just, uh, I was really determined to be financially independent and to establish kind of my own path. Um, and uh, yeah, I uh, think that I managed to drop maybe 20 of my printed out CVs and uh, I think I got 11 interviews and because somehow like, I lose speech and I think it was just like my determination uh, at the time um, kind of uh, piqued interest. So I managed to get some interviews and uh, then I got the job and then when I started working in the Swedish environment, it was so refreshing for me. It was so encouraging. The feedback culture is great. Like you do get feedback, but it's diplomatic. It's considerate of other people's feelings. It's not a, like a shame-based culture. So for me, it was growth. It was a lot of growth. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I uh, I value that so much. And I got to go through different industries. Like I worked at Scania in the automotive industry, which was great. And it, like, there was a lot of, um, I don't know. Um, there was a lot of cultural intersection in Scania. It was the first time when I felt like I was working with a lot of cultures at the same time. So um, I got to learn a lot from that experience. Maybe not as much as I should have, but I was still pretty young. I was still, yeah, I was still figuring out things. Yeah. <laughs> area um and then i started working at spotify i was really determined about working at spotify i decided that i um i uh, so uh, how did the things actually go so i um and i got like uh, a test manager role where i managed to have a team and because i had a team i felt oh now i'm going to be a leader and if i'm a leader i cannot just wing this i it cannot be trial by fire i need to learn how to do this so I managed to get accepted at a master's in leadership. It's actually like a master's degree in philosophy with a focus on leadership in IT projects at Stockholm University. So I started studying leadership and I started learning about what it means to be a good leader. And um, there were certain aspects of that leadership that I could express fully at Scania, but then there were like parts of it that I couldn't. Um, and there was like nothing wrong with it. It was a beautiful environment and it had a lot of advantages and I grew tremendously and I had amazing managers in Scania, but it's just uh, the nature of like the automotive industry is pretty strict from a process perspective. I wanted to work very agile and be comfortable with like failing and learning. Um, and uh, I was really determined to work at Spotify because it was like, this is the kind of environment where I want to be a leader. And this is, <laughs> so I was yeah. very Excellent. focused on that. Yeah. So, Spotify uh, is on a lot of people's shortlist when it comes to uh, an environment where you can grow and learn and learn, work on the cutting edge tech that's happening. Exactly. So when did you move into that space and, and how did that go? In uh, 2016, I had a pretty long series of interviews, like all big tech companies you have a lot of rounds i think i did 10 rounds at the time it was a very long process yeah there were two teams who needed an engineering manager and uh each of them ran a couple of their interviews uh separate from each other so i think that on my on-site interview i did eight hours so it was the full day with two teams um i had a really bad cold i actually had like 
a nosebleed during two of the interviews. Oh, no. <laughs> and I was like, we can keep going, you know, like tissue in my nose. I'm so gross. I'm so sorry. But yeah, I, I had a cold and that's how it expressed itself. They will that. remember you though. <laughs> yeah, they. I think they might remember me <laughs> because of that. And I was like, that's no problem. Let's just keep going through this interview. I'm not getting out of here without a job. I love it. Um, Anyway, I was I was very lucky to do get an offer and start and um, indeed just because this hiring process is so strict because the uh, the culture fit interview is such an important aspect of the whole process. Then you end up in a really great uh, collective of people, and you know Spotify is in itself it has a great culture, uh, but then you have all these like culture is is its people and the behaviors that are. Um, rewarded or not rewarded but celebrated I think I want to say um and uh, yeah you get to grow a lot from just being um among so many role models mm -hmm. because there are a lot of role models yeah. um so then there was like this this growth uh that I had the opportunity to go through and then at some point uh in this journey so I started in 2016 in Spotify and then at some point in this journey I think in 2018 I went to uh, the U.S. with a project that I had I was working on the career frame like I wasn't not I wasn't yet working on the career framework development for engineering leadership we didn't have one in Spotify at the time I was working on clarifying like a new engineering uh, level that had been recently introduced and uh, it was very necessary but I think it lacked some specificity and it created a lot of ambiguity in the promotion processes and in mm -hmm. our um uh in our development talks so i thought yeah we need some definition around this so i started i think i started putting together at the time some description and then i thought okay i need to test this against our stakeholders in the us as well uh and i went there and i ran that by uh some of the managers and other peers there which was really interesting because i felt like oh this is like really good conversations, like really healthy conflict going really fast. People are not taking it personally. Um, it's very snappy, very quick, very decision uh, making focused. And I was like, oh, I kind of like this. It's like what hustle feels like. Yes. Uh, it had like it was a really great rhythm that I enjoyed a lot um, and I thought oh I really I need to be here <laughs> like and I also felt immediately at home in New York I like stepped out of the Airbnb on the first morning and it was complete chaos and I was like oh my god this feels amazing oh, I, cool. I feel at home <laughs> yeah nice. um, so I I applied for internal roles in Spotify and in 2019 I uh, moved to the U.S. Uh, and uh yeah, I uh, that was pretty different. So then I got promoted and I started leading my own organization after a while, which was just another level of amazing because being able to lead an organization, you really start sending some signal as, as a leader. You start modeling an organization to your values. And if you don't, then, you know, you learn that you have to be more intentional or more visible or you need to leverage other tools that you're comfortable with so that the level of excellence that you're setting uh, as the standard is well understood and well met so just getting to do that was pretty amazing as well um, and then at some point uh, in uh, well last year I felt like oh I should just do something more I haven't studied anything in a while <laughs> so so I thought oh, I have a bunch of leadership skills and I care a lot about health in general. So 
what should I do? What should I study? Should it be psychology? Do I want to do that? Uh, well, no, because that's like starting over with certain things. By that time, I was also certified as a coach. Um, I went back to Europe for a family situation for a year and a half, uh, and I certified as a coach in Europe. Um, and then I came back immediately last year and well, no, in 2022, I realized that I'm mixing up. Is this like coherent? Because I feel like I'm, yes, it is. I know, but I'm following. I, I get okay, it. Good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because I go, oh, I'm forgetting important life events that happen and oh. you shouldn't. Um, but yeah, I, uh, I thought that, oh, I should just study something else. So after I did like a, basically a self-coaching exercise where I wrote down on paper what I actually honestly want out of a new uh, role. And, you know, I was like, I actually do want it to be rewarding financially. Like, I don't want to lie to myself. I, I yeah. it has to pay off what I'm investing in. I want it to challenge me on my leadership skills and I want to be able to leverage my leadership skills, not like start over. I want, so I had a list of things and then when I put it all together, I realized that, oh, what I actually could do is public health policies. Um, so I managed to get accepted at Boston University and now I'm studying a uh, master's in public health policies focused on equity, which is Excellent. amazing. <laughs> that is amazing. Uh, that's very needed. We've got so much going on that, that's going yeah, to be, there is there yeah. is a lot of opportunity to use yes, those skills <laughs> for sure and when you say coach what kind of coach are you certified yeah so the program i went through is called like coaching specialist which goes through it there is like module based and it goes through all aspects of coaching there is like a module on life coaching a module on team coaching another one on team on uh, sports performance oh. and one on executive uh coaching but so last year, like with that in mind, last year, I founded Nursiana together with my best friend and an amazing psychologist, Adelina. And uh, we uh, we had a shared vision that we would create this environment where the focus is on people's potential and we would offer services that just focuses on that and leverages an ethical um, very professional environment for people who want to address challenges and uh, fulfill their potential. So she's a she's a psychologist, and I'm offering the coaching stuff. So when we started that, that was our shared vision. And then um, is when I started looking a little bit more hands on around the kind of coaching that I actually do prefer offering. Um, I really like mentoring other managers. I really like coaching leaders. Mm -hmm. I have so much, not only experience, but theoretical knowledge in that area. I like helping people grow in their roles. I've managed maybe over 150 engineers in my career. So I feel like, oh, I can do that probably pretty well. So I think that, you know, there are aspects of life coaching that are great, um, that I like doing, but I love doing like management, mentorship, and people growth when it comes to like performance in general. So that can be sports, that can be, you know, other uh, domains like engineering. Um, so uh, yeah, the, to sum it up, the title is specialist in coaching, but what I really want to do is help people grow their performance in whichever area of their life, basically. What do you feel like is one of the number one things that holds people back to reaching their full potential. Uh, it's like fear. <laughs> 
it's all like it's a form of fear in one way or another however it gets expressed you know it can ex get expressed through procrastination uh -huh. and uh, i uh, strongly uh, disbelieve that uh, procrastination equals laziness usually people procrastinate for like three reasons in my just observed um in my observations in my years of coaching as a manager or as a coach uh it's either the task is not actually worth doing and in the depth of our hearts we know it's not worth doing or it's boring or it's so challenging that you don't actually know where to start so i think that um maybe people will experience their fear as procrastination but maybe it's just going to be the oh i actually don't know where to start failing is really hard accepting mm -hmm. that you'll start over and that means that you're going to be a beginner in a thing you're trying out is really hard um it's humbling as well and you know accepting that your ego is going to get hurt is going to be hard um it's like you know if you want to start drawing the first thing you're going to watch are going to be some tutorials on how to draw and then you're going to see this person who is really good at drawing and it's like oh boy oh boy i'm never going to do that right <laughs> So there is a lot of pressure that we put on ourselves yes. um, to reach performance way too fast. Um, so I, I think there is like a form of fear that just gets expressed in different ways, depending on the individual and what kind of challenges are uncomfortable for them at a certain point in time. You definitely have a passion for what you're doing now, but what drew you to engineering so i thought okay what am i actually good at well i'm good at mathematics and physics what do i want i want to be able to make money fast what does that mean well it means engineering uh yeah. so i've always been pretty motivated by being financially independent so i did make decisions in this lifetime that uh gave me that independence I, I don't know it just felt so important to me to have this level of independence yeah. so i i didn't make decisions based on that so i went into engineering thinking my brain can do it and it looks like maybe i'll be able to make some money out of this. yeah right so after a while when you when you realized you could do that is that when you kind of allowed yourself permission to study other things and figure out what else plugged into your passions and what you wanted to do with your life and career? So I think that I, uh, I allowed that to happen when I realized that solving problems of systems with people is more interesting than solving problems of technological systems. Wow. So let wow. me explain. <laughs> it's one thing to write code. It's another thing to help to, or to help orchestrate teams with various interests and strengths and challenges to write that code and solve those technical problems. And it's more fun to work at the people level mm -hmm. and have uh, like make decisions at the technical level through this collaboration with people than it is to just sit in front of the code. That was just more fun to me. And when I realized that, which was pretty fast once I started having like my own team to manage, uh, I, like uh, it was just way more appealing. So where do you see, see yourself going and growing in this year? Oh, uh, that's a great question. So, uh, well, uh, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's kind of the answer to be honest. Yeah. Um, I was part of the layoffs in uh, Spotify in December. Uh, I was also four weeks postpartum where, when that happened. So I'm still on my maternity leave. Yeah, it was not, it was not a fun day at all. <laughs> um, 
but like uh, it provoked a lot of reflection as well right um so i'm still on my maternity leave and i'm giving myself the space and time to see what actually i should be doing after after spotify i started school in january so like in december i was laid off and in january i started school when my baby was two months old um she's three and a half now so am i calculating this right yeah i think i'm calculating this right um so it's like okay so i'm i I have this school we launched nursiana i think in november if i'm not mm-hmm. mistaken i think uh yeah i think i already had kaya um and i had no pressure with nursiana it was always like oh let's just see what happens i just want we wanted it to have it started we wanted to, well, the website to be done our branding to be done uh, my LLC to be formed. So there are a couple of like just administrative things that felt important to be done before the baby came. Um, but now I it, it's much more important for me that I am able to work through Nurciana uh, in this capacity that has been a very important part of my persona in Spotify, which has been like the leader and the mentor and the coach. And um, I actually ended up doubling down a little bit more on trying to get clients and trying to get uh, some people to work with but at the same time you know I have school and I have a small baby so uh, and I'm also thinking and like paying attention to jobs and thinking oh what do I actually want to do um, so I think that what will be important for me uh, which has been always a bit of a life strategy is making sure that I create opportunities and uh, or like rather prep myself in case there are opportunities out there, I want to be ready for them. So I will continue studying, I will continue um, trying to leverage Nurciana and uh, hopefully build a clientele and uh, get to work with people and express that this persona that I have from Spotify that is a very important part of me that I need to be able to manifest somehow. Um, while taking calls with companies and seeing what what is interesting um i think that you know technology is a tool that we should leverage for impact so it's going to matter what kind of impact uh we're trying to achieve is going to matter what kind of influence i will be able to have in a new role uh so yeah i will be pretty open into understanding and just seeing myself react to different conversations I have like, you know, a preference for being able to start in healthcare. I do have a preference for not having a smaller team than what I used to have. Um, I have a preference for being able to have a seat at the table where decisions are being made. Mm -hmm. So I do have a couple of things where I think it's important for me to, there are a few um, factors that I would like to be met, Uh, but exactly what shape that will take I cannot anticipate right now I think that I don't even know that I have the clarity of mind to say that I would know I'm still kind of in a haze of like postpartum and like studying and figuring things out a lot of change at once yes uh, can be a little bit overwhelming and there are times in life when you make big decisions and then there are times when you recognize that you don't have the capacity to make those really big decisions so I think that I am kind of at the edge of being capable again to make big decisions, yes. <laughs> but I not yet. <laughs> I think that's very wise. I think you're making strides to, like you said, make those opportunities happen and be ready when they are yeah. at your door. I, I would love for you to share 
people about getting in touch with you if they want to become a client or have a consultation. And then I would also love for you to come back when you have time and tell us, give us an update on where you're at and how things are going, because I think it's very important that we see people working through these decisions like you are, because we're all faced with them on some level. And it's nice to know there are other people out there and that they have some strategies in place they might be able to share. Yeah, absolutely. I would be happy to come back when things have settled somewhere. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, uh, getting laid off is uh, incredibly painful, but for most people, I think it's also, uh, it's um, a change in direction that it usually proves to be meaningful and important. And hopefully that would be the case for me as well. Is that going to be just like despair? <laughs> no, no. Probably. No, uh, I, I, <laughs> this is it's important, but it's not it's yeah. not that serious. It's not you, that serious. you have a lot of tools in your toolkit. <laughs> I believe you are more valuable than you might be giving yourself credit for at this time. I mean, I keep getting that feedback. I, you know, yes. I when uh, I start interviewing a little bit more uh, in earnest, to be honest, uh, right now it's, uh, you know, it shakes your confidence a little bit. It does. But, uh, I will just uh, do my, like the, the only thing that I can do is my best and I will do that and we will see where it lands me basically. That is very good. All right. Where can people go to get in touch with you? Yes, uh, that would be. So our website is nursiana.com. Uh, the default language is actually Romanian. So make sure to select the English version of it. Uh, otherwise, people can reach me on LinkedIn. Uh, and uh, of course, via the contact page on Nursiana as well. Um, but yeah, either, either of those options are valid. Uh, and the, my Nursiana email as well, which is, which is georgiana at nursiana.com. So I can just write those down afterwards if it's helpful at all. Very good. And I've already signed up for the newsletter. You guys can go there, put your name in and keep up that way too. Thank you so much for sharing all about what you're doing. Looking forward to you coming back. You can always follow along on our social media and go directly to listen at runradio.net.